Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Well, happy 2022, Abigail. Holy moly. I don't even (laughs) understand. I feel like the last two years have just flown by and I'm waking up and... I looked in the mirror and I'm like, oh, God, I've aged. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's been a rough start to this year, but we will go over that in January's recap. Right now, we're rolling back time a few weeks and we're going to recap December of 2021. This may be the busiest but most strategic December we've ever had on record. In our I business. would agree with that statement. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. And we'll get into it. But it was the kind of busy where it was like, okay, you always have a choice. But we kind of didn't have a choice if we wanted to do the things that we said we wanted to do and we're really excited about doing Q1 of this year. Well, I will say because of the way we set things up in December, Q1 is set to be the most like intentional Q1 we've ever had. And I think so much of that goes back to the planning and purpose that we put into December. Well, the intentionality for Q1, I just wanted to say it goes back to if y'all been listening to these recaps over the years, I think it was, was it 2020? or 2021, I can't remember. I think it was 2020 when we decided to have a, like a better January than we had had before. Cause typically it's like a slower season for us. And that's totally fine. Like getting back into work and just like not having promotions or whatever. But we've, the last two years have deliberately set up January specifically to like perform really well to set us up. Like it just feels good to start the year on a really positive note. And while January, we're still building to the big thing right now in Q1, I am excited about the intentionality behind Q1 setting us up for a really successful year. Yeah, I think we decided to 
instead of having like a small blitz type promotion in January, it was like, how do we train the right people and get the right things going so that we can have a bigger promotion in like March. But all of that to say, so much of this comes back to growing our organization and looking at, you know, strategic planning for how many people we're going to have and what kind of support we need as we continue to grow and scale, what positions are necessary. And there was a lot of hiring decisions that were in the works and like definitely starting in December. And so the first position we were actively hiring for was a program manager. I really want to make sure our clients are so successful. And we have very clear ideas and metrics on what success looks like for our clients. And as we continue to grow, one of the kind of roadblocks we've run into is if Abby is thinking about hiring or Abby is thinking about insert XYZ initiative then I don't want our program goals and client success ever getting put on the back burner, ever being second. And so because of that, regardless of what I'm working towards personally, I want someone that's 100% focused on client success at all times, which was a big driver for why we brought on a program manager to and interviewed for a program manager to really make sure that our clients were top of mind. Yeah, I think for the first time ever, and I'll keep saying this, you guys are probably going to be annoyed by it. But as we've been growing our team, I feel like there's been a lot of first time ever realizations for me in the sense of like, you know, back when this was all smaller, and it was just the two of us, Abby and I had our hands not only in everything, but in creating literally everything. And we started to see the value with the team that we already had in getting more input into what curriculum looks like or how program delivery looks like or client communications. And we were getting so excited about how much more we could provide since it wasn't just the two of us having to think of it, plan it, and then ultimately fulfill it. So I think we've been able to turn the dial up on the immersive experience, so to speak, into what we're providing our clients inside the incubator. And we realized, ooh, this is a key role that I think could help this exponentially. Yeah. And we interviewed lots of extremely qualified candidates and ultimately decided to internally promote an existing member of our team. And I am just so excited for you guys to continue to get to know Caitlin and her heart and her initiative and her love for what we're doing. She's already shown so much promise in this new role and is really taking it to heart. She really cares about what we're doing and is invested in our mission just as much as we are. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited for you all, especially clients, because you might see some of it externally, but really that's the tip of the iceberg. The, The meat of the iceberg is really what you see once you become a client here of truly the experience and the next level of service that you get when you hang out with us inside. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
Now, the next bit of hiring felt like a long time coming <laughs> to me. Yeah. <laughs> so we had two members of our team that had been contractors for a while. Miranda has been with us for many years and sat in a variety of positions over time, everything from community management in our Facebook group to blog writing and tech and email and all of the things. Now she is she has a hybrid role split between copywriting. So she is writing a ton of our content on the website, but also our emails. And additionally, she's our program assistant, but I would argue that it's program slash tech assistant, making sure all of the things behind the scenes are connected and working, zaps and workflows and lots of things that are a little bit hard to explain in the moment. If we do this, it's going to impact this kind of way of thinking. Absolutely. But that was possible because of the success of the incubator, because of our launch In October and November, we had the bandwidth to convert her and that felt so good. And I have loved, loved, loved having her be a more official long-term staple of our team. We set ourselves a little goal of, okay, once we get to this with this incubator launch, then we'll we'll be able to confidently and easily transition her to full-time. And A, that little milestone happened a lot sooner than we thought with even within the launch. But I'm telling you, y'all, like if you are at the point in your business where like you're making the amount of money that you need, your needs are met, and you're still growing your business or you're working on your business and you're feeling like there's a next level, but you are missing the motivation for why. And you're like, okay, I could make like a shit ton more money, but like for what? My company could make more money if I took these steps and I want to, but like for what? Because a lot of us need that money motivation or where is the money going and what's the impact that it's actually having in order for us to be motivated to grow and to scale. And I'm telling you, when you transition, like after your needs are met and you're getting paid and you're like, okay, how can I like support and harness an amazing team that can impact even more people and serve my clients even better than what I've been doing. I'm telling you that is like next level motivation for how you work, how you show up for work, how your brain gets to turn on and think of new things. I'm just saying a team, external motivation changes things. Oh, totally, totally. And I think it's just been so surprising how much that's impacted my desire to continue to grow so that we can continue to reward in all sorts of ways, like not just monetarily, but in lifestyle choices and how we're showing up. It's just an exciting new season for us. Now, this next one, I think many of you are familiar with Jared because for years, we called him our best unpaid volunteer, (laughs) and he was actively working in our Facebook group to help moderate, and we transitioned him to a contractor over the summer so that we could really start to bring our marketing department back in house and really work on that full time. And the interesting thing, and I'm sure Emily can speak more to it since she's sits in marketing specifically, but watching 
from the sidelines a lot because I don't think you realize how little I work with Jared despite (laughs) being in the same company. He went from just posting on social to really demanding that our entire department be developed and become more a ecosystem that supports the whole business and watching my partner in life step up in that kind of capacity was really incredible to watch and then have him be rewarded by converting to full time in December was a big deal for me. Yeah, it was like, okay, you've been a jack of all trades for years. Like, are you do you want to like commit commit? Are you are you into this? (laughs) And it's been fun figuring out. Yeah. What is it like to manage my husband? I mean, I think him and I speak a similar language and I at least know his personality type more and maybe not personality, but his like, what would you call Enneagram? Like you're a characteristic of your personality. How you tick maybe. Right, right. How you make he ticks in the same way that my partner ticks. They're the same Enneagram. They're both sixes. And so I in like deeply understand like where he's coming from in a lot of things. So I think that that like helps us move through things a lot faster because I understand it. But yeah, no, him and I work really well together and we'll talk about this a little bit further, but it's one of the reasons why we wanted to specifically start training in a new area that we're all doing because we want to like, I want to support and have him grow in such incredible ways. And so there are things that I need to learn in order to do that and things that he needs to learn in order to do that. And we're making those things happen. And so it's been really, really cool to see. Yeah. Well, this next thing was probably the part of the month that I was the most surprised by, because while it's been something we've talked about for years, it always felt like uh, maybe someday, but so much of it came down to when was your family ready to make the transition? But on a random day in December, it was it December was, 13th. It was Monday, December 13th. I remember. <laughs> You're like, I will never clearly. forget. <laughs> I will never forget. <laughs> Tell me what it was like from your perspective, Emily. What Abby's talking about is deciding to bring on Brian into Boss Project and have him actually leave his job. Now, this conversation has been a very hypothetical, wouldn't it be cool if kind of joking, but also kind of serious for the last six years of just like, oh, just, you know, just work for us, just work for us, just work here. And for probably four of those six years, my headspace has been like, "Mm, I'm saying it because I think it would be cool. But actually, I don't know if we would really work that well together. And I don't know if like how the dynamic would be like if I was your boss or like how that's actually going to work. And I don't really know the skills that can translate from where we were then. Well, as soon as we started growing and it was very clear that like, oh, there's there's other ways that this could look. There are other ways, meaning I don't have to be your direct boss. Our company is actually growing where it it could actually for real make sense. So I feel like we started talking about it a little bit more seriously when even when Jared came on, because it was like, okay, well, he did it. How does that feel? Like, is this something that you're even still entertaining? Because I'm always wanting to check in with like, even just because I say this request or I think this would be cool. Like if you don't think it would be cool, that's totally fine. 
Well, so it was always the like, oh, no, yeah, it would be cool. I just don't see how it would actually make sense. Also, for like a couple of months leading up to the big conversation that happened on December 13th, we were talking about a specific task that we wanted him to take over. But it's not a full-time job worth of task, but it's more than a part-time job. And it needed a lot of like cleanup and work and attention. And it just didn't really work out. I think for a couple of weeks, we entertained what could it look like for him to keep his full-time job and then do this only this task part-time. But he kind of dove into it a couple of times and was like, that is a bigger beast than y'all think that it is. And I don't have the capacity to do both. So we're just kind of like, fine, whatever. Well, so then on December 13th, I'm at the coffee shop in my favorite place in the world. I'm at the plant nursery that has a coffee shop inside and I'm writing and I know that we have an HR meeting with our HR team later that day. And I'm type, type, typing away. And I get a text from Brian that says, so my boss called an all team meeting this morning and I think he's going to quit. And leading up to this for just a few nights, a few weeks leading up to this conversation, we had had a couple of hot tub conversations where Brian was like, I don't really know if I like my job anymore. I don't really like, I'm not really motivated to go in and, oh, they're going to be changing some stuff in the new year. And I don't really know if I like that. So I'm always the person that's just kind of like, do you want to do anything about that? Do you not? Are you just venting? Like, what do you need from me in order to like, feel good about this conversation? And in the back of my head, I'm like, you're getting closer to wanting to come work for me. And so we're sitting there in the coffee shop and he calls me and he's like, yep, my boss just quit. We're going to have an interim and I don't like that. And they're changing some stuff in a couple of weeks and I don't like that. And so I text Abby and I said, hey, can we have like a 20 minute conversation before HR? I just want to bounce some ideas off of you. So we hop on and I'm like, here's what just happened. But please, like, there's no pressure to invent a role for him. It, if it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. He's the kind of guy that's going to keep the job that he doesn't like forever if that's what he's asked to do. Like, literally no pressure. So you and I kind of bounced off a couple ideas, but we didn't really come to anything clearly. But I remember it like an episode of what's that show? Oh, it's like that true crime show where the guy sees like he's the math guy that like solves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so you know how like on the screen, all the math comes like in front of his face and it's all moving on the screen. That's literally what that HR meeting felt like for me, where we said nothing to Kira about Brian at all. And we're pulling up the org chart and Kira's just kind of like, maybe you guys need to look at hiring this in this department or this position or whatever. And all of a sudden it was like that episode, was it the mentalist? It's going to bother me. (laughs) All the numbers are showing on the screen. And Kira and Abby are sitting here talking about like, oh yeah, a position over here that helps Abby do this, that, and the other. And I'm sitting here like, this is Brian. Like he could do all of these things. And so I think I messaged you in the middle of that meeting. And I was like, this is Brian's role. And so I text Brian in the middle of it. And I said, well, you ready to quit your job? Because we just found like a whole ass position for you. And he was like, what's the salary? Are we doing insurance? I need more information. And so we got clear on some of those things. But literally, he came home early. I know the story is like forever long, but it's really special to me. So He came home a little early that day and came and sat in my office. And he was like, are we doing this? And I said, well, let's talk about it. Like what's on your what's on your mind. So we talked for like an hour. And it was in that conversation where I was like, no, we're doing this. 
And he decided that day that he was actually going to do it. And he put in his notice two weeks later. Yeah, it came together really quickly. And just to illustrate that it wasn't like we invented a position out of thin air, but that right. this was actually a major need. We realized, was, we realized we needed it like a month ago, as soon as it was being no, like, no, no. I knew I needed more help a long time ago, because <laughs> a lot of what was happening is I was fitting this role into the nooks and crannies of my day and also spending a lot of nights and weekends keeping it afloat and making sure I understood everything about it. Because as you continue to grow, there's going to be pieces of your business that naturally become more complicated. Employing two people when both people happen to own the business and you live in the same region, fairly simple. When you start to have remote employees in multiple states, A, just the compliance understanding of how to employ people across multiple states can be a lot. But then when you start to offer benefits, you know, there's some things that are pretty straightforward and simple, but the more you add, the more complexity you add, Mm -hmm. the more tracking you add. And then you add on all the HR duties of like keeping their employee files up to date and keeping all of that afloat. States have different rules and regulations and tax percentages. (laughs) Yeah. Not to mention all the financial responsibilities I have as the CFO with, you know, projections and forecasting and analyzation and all of that. While I definitely want to continue to do those things, and that's a major part of what's important to me. It got to the point where if I didn't start to have help, there were going to be seasons where I couldn't pay proper attention to certain things that that could put our business at risk, legally, financially, whatever. And Brian has a decade of experience in the finance industry and is extremely trained in financial compliance, but so much of that translates to this role. And while a lot of the duties are new the kinds of things you need to know and the way you need to think to look for the information to figure it out. The thinking processes are the same. And then Brian, just in general, not that I think you should necessarily, when you're looking to offload a piece of what you do, not that you should necessarily try to find your duplicate because Brian is not that. But Brian does think similar to me and that Jared leans into his feelings and his emotions and his creativity, which is very similar to how you think. And Brian and I both err on the side of analytic and logic and architecture and strategy. And it's interesting, though, because I even I even noted for myself that this shifted. I was raised to think that way. I was raised to think logically. I was raised to think analytically, both my parents being engineers, like that's just like bred into me as a human being. But I found myself to be more creative until I had my car accident. And when that happened, so much happened in terms of thought, leadership, and literally rewiring (laughs) that like when I put myself all back together, I found that while I was definitely still creative, have tons of visionary ideas, that's not my default anymore. And so my role naturally shifted as I got better and and really 
came into this like new version of myself. It's been fun to kind of map out what that looks like because previously this all just had to be the I find and make time for it. And now we can dedicate time to it because ultimately this position supports the people of our business operationally. And our team is incredibly important to me. And I want to make sure that we're upholding our culture standards, our hiring standards, that our benefits really take care of the people within our business. And I'm excited to have support in that area. Well, I'm going to touch base with you when we do January's recap and ask you the same question of what is it like working with my husband? (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely different. And I'm happy to share more next month. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited for all of that. Okay. Another thing that we, we, well, we started a whole bunch of like continued learning experiences this year. If you guys have been following along, we did decide that in 2021, we were intentional, not only about growth, but about learning new things. And finally, like a little bit of it was like trusting in other people that we could learn things and be open to receiving and like being able to filter learning the thing, but then what is actually going to work best for us. And I'm really proud of that skill that we've been practicing, but we decided to invest in two new things in December. One, we're wrapping up in January. So I'm sure we'll have more information and maybe you guys will even hear from her on the podcast. So I was sitting here, I remember distinctly this conversation with you too about holy shit, our team just grew and holy shit, we now have departments and oh my gosh, I'm your husband's boss and you're about to be my husband's boss and we're the boss of all these other people and what does that look like and what does that mean? And we have said time and time again, even on this show, that we have felt like we struggle with figuring out how to be good leaders and I I think I've even said in the past that like I'm not good at being a leader and I don't know what it looks like and I wanted some skills in that area. And so I started doing some digging and asking around with our coach and a couple of programs that we're in about recommended reading material or podcast or programs or whatever. And we got recommended this program by Makita Andrews. It's a new manager accelerator program. And it's for you to put your managers through. If you are like the CEO or owner of a company or you are a new manager within a company, you can enroll in this training program and go through it. So I was like, okay, first of all, this will be really great for our leaders and our managers as they start to develop their role. But I still want something specifically for us. And executive leadership is only slightly different. The bases are still the same, but there are a couple of different like boundaries that need to be had or things you would never delegate. Right, right, right. Just things that work and function a little bit differently. And so I reached out to Makita and I was like, we're definitely going to be putting our managers through your program. And can we work on something for executive leadership? And so her and I put together something or she put together something for us, ended up being like a five week program. And we're about to wrap it up. It has been so helpful. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart. 
including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get it's set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I sent this as a DM to a couple of members of our team a few weeks back, but I specifically said, I am consistently reminded we already have the answer or yeah. we know where to find the answer or yeah. we have access to someone who knows where to find the yeah. answer. Yeah. And so often I think, especially as you're running your business, it can feel like you're on this island that you don't know what you're doing and you don't know how to do it and you don't know what to do next. And especially as you're reaching new heights or you're going through a new phase, there's a lot of this like, and I wouldn't even call it imposter syndrome. Just like literally mm -hmm. like you're feeling like this lack of knowledge. It wasn't yeah. that I didn't know that I needed to learn something. It or was that I didn't could. even know what... It Right. Is that I didn't even know what I needed to know. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And so exactly. that was the part that was intimidating. And so getting access to this, but also just surrounding myself probably for the first time ever. Cause I think for a while uh, I stuck coaches or education in a bucket where 
they served a purpose where I saw a problem and I tried to look to them for a solution to a particular problem. And generally that was the wrong approach because then I was trying to get them to fix something and they had no knowledge of the background of the issue or whatever. Instead, I am problem solving. I know what needs to be had and I am in charge and can make decisions that move my business forward. And I need support to be able to ask the questions that I just don't even know where to start with. And and so it's more of a like, it's more of like a moving from trying to let other people own decision making for you because you're scared to make the decisions to yourself to sitting in a position where you're fully owning the decisions you're making in your business and instead looking for outside consultants, like moving to them as like an actual, they're an expert in a niche thing and I need access to their knowledge. Okay, fantastic use the consultant. That's why big businesses hire consultants all the time for specific purposes. I never understood the concept before. I'm like, why would you spend gobs of money on that one thing? Oh, nope. Totally get it now. Get it now. now. Get it now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And because the opportunity cost is huge. Like if you miss it. Yes. 100%. And her program, I feel like is truly like equal parts thinking and gets our mindset in in new ways and gets us like being a little introspective with also very tangible like no here's an outline here's this template here's how you run this meeting here's how you have this conversation every time we have a chat with her it's like oh here's a, a whole new process that we want to develop now and here's a whole new way of thinking about something that I wasn't thinking about before it definitely makes my job very busy. (laughs) (laughs) While while we're learning all these new things, I'm like turning around and implementing what is the BP standard of this new thing we're just learning. That can feel like a lot. But it's also like, instead of staring at a blank screen with like a cursor just blinking Mm -hmm. at you and knowing you need to tell people about it. I have a framework. Oh my god, having a framework while it definitely takes time and intention and something that I have to pour time and energy into less of the, like, I don't even know where to start. So I'm just not going to do anything about it. And so it's not really a problem. You know? Exactly. <laughs> well, we're learning and wanting to implement so much that we booked our first little staycation in a couple of weeks and we're staying in a little Airbnb here in Kansas city. And we're going to like crank some stuff out and I'm very mm-hmm. excited. Oh Yeah. The next thing is similar to the new manager accelerator program and that we decided to kind of up the ante and join, I guess you'd call it a mastermind. I don't know. It depends on how you look at it. We did kind of reinvest with our coach. She is someone that I really value her brain and her approach. And I think it's so important that you find someone in your life. And I would love to be this person for you. P.S. Like join the incubator. I would love to be this person for you, but align yourself with someone who you value their approach to business and life. Mm -hmm. I think that's the critical piece is if you don't like how they are living, Mm -hmm. then you're probably not going to like how they're working or if the way they're living 
feels radically outside what you're even moving towards or after, you're probably not going (laughs) to feel in alignment with their teaching. And maybe you would like, maybe you're thinking, oh, it's going to stretch me in the past. Mm -hmm. This has not worked out for me. 99% 99% of the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. 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 And so what I like about her is I feel like she is both a leader and she is operating a business that feels ahead of us in terms of like number of staff issues, but she also has a similar business model and like, but she's also still in her business. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Like she hasn't completely removed herself from the day-to-day activities. There is a balance that is possible, by the way. You can grow and still like be on the front lines a little bit and understanding your clients' needs and expectations. Yeah. So for all those reasons and more, I'm super excited about that for this coming year. I feel like I could have a whole podcast episode of like red flags to look out for when you're... (laughs) When you're hiring, when you're looking for a coach, yeah, Yeah, totally, totally. Okay, well, change of pace a little bit. Let's kind of talk about the last couple weeks of December because you know, and this December is just so different than all the rest. And we mentioned that we were really focused on having it set us up for success, and so part of that was starting with thinking about our team today and what our team looks like in the future and rewarding them. And so I loved surprising them with a bonus. I think we've talked about it on a previous episode, but we did roll out a new benefit, our flexible annual stipend to bridge the gap with some technology costs, but also health and holistic wellness where healthcare wouldn't necessarily cover those kinds of things. So because we super advocate for taking care of your mind and your body. And we want to give people the freedom and flexibility to figure out how they want that to look for themselves. And I, if you haven't noticed, I'm a firm believer in some alternative medicine approaches too. And so to me, it didn't feel ethical to just say, and here's the like, American healthcare system. Good luck. Like, good, good luck and goodbye. <laughs> yeah, so I love how a healthcare system just like stops at like skin, teeth, and eyes. Like they just don't give a shit about your skin, teeth, and eyes. So you have to go somewhere else for those things and investigate it yourself. And that stuff can be costly. Yeah. So originally when we rolled out the flex or when we like planned for the flexible annual stipend, we thought this would be the thing we would keep in place until we looked at healthcare maybe six months from now. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, no, actually, this is a much bigger need for our whole team. And so we started actively investigating healthcare in the middle of December, which for those of you aware of benefit cycles, that is quite literally the most insane time to try to start a brand new benefit ever. But I navigated it somehow, Uh Uh some way. My best suggestion for this, because I did try to go through our payroll provider and got no access to support. And since we have a virtual team that resides in many states, like at this point, like in January, 
We're registered and operating in eight states out of 50. Eight out of 50. Like what? Anyway, knowing that if we were going to look at healthcare, this had to be something that was nationwide and like would protect people. And so you can approach this many different ways, but and I could probably do a whole podcast episode on how to look for these things and navigate these things. Well, I think we could because there's more updates in that actually happened in January that we can move oh, back totally. to. Oh, totally. Yeah. But I will say just in short that if this is something you're looking towards, I encourage you to ask around for a local healthcare broker who can shop similar to like a broker in the insurance world who can like shop all the insurance companies. This is similar that, but they specialize in typically benefits more holistically, not just health. And so they're more of like a benefits broker, but health is usually a really large part of what they do. But we found a company that I felt in alignment with in the Kansas City market and felt comfortable moving forward. And the thing that I learned is for this specifically, it's way more important that you feel in alignment with your broker. Because at the end of the day, if the broker is independent, i.e. they can shop all of the companies, like instead of saying like you're reaching out to just Blue Cross Blue Shield or just Aetna, like instead of going directly to the company, if they're a broker that can shop all of them, they all have the same access. So like that doesn't ultimately matter, your relationship with them and your trust that they're going to be your advocate is the much more important piece of this investigation. But I've heard so many people, not so many, obviously, this is not necessarily a super common thing, especially at our level. Most businesses at our level do not offer health insurance. But I have had a few friends who have navigated this and they all made it seem super overwhelming and intimidating. And while it was... Definitely the most intimidating benefit we've navigated. It has been Mm -hmm. a simpler process than I expected. And surprisingly, I was surprised we could get the rates we did because I kind of went in with a, I think it's going to cost us this. And yeah it was less. And that doesn't usually happen. (laughs) Especially because, you know, we have like a two week insurance gap ourselves. And we got estimates from Cobra and it was like five times the amount, literally. Oh, I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> that was like, <laughs> so I'm super glad we have it <laughs> and it's coming. Yeah. Please don't get in a car accident in the next two weeks. Right, please. right. We're going to have a whole episode on that though, because we could definitely dive in more, but we, I want to talk about it just uh, funny really quickly. We did our company. Well, we can't even call it company now because it used to be our company, Boss Project Company dinner. We would do one at, at around Christmas time and it would be the four of us. But now there's so many people. It's our owner dinner. <laughs> it's our owner dinner now because no one else lives in Kansas City and can just come down for Christmas dinner. So we did our owner dinner in December and it was the wildest experience of my life. <laughs> we like to pick a new restaurant. We go somewhere fancy. It's like our one dinner a year where we can just be like super bougie. And so we found this place. And then the day of dinner, we, Kansas City area, got the most random and intense windstorm and like dust storm. And it was wild. We had like 90 mile per hour winds 
power it was, was it was bananas. Like it was maybe not safe to drive. That's how windy it was. And there was wildfires in both KCK and in middle of Kansas where smoke was blowing like hundreds of miles. So we get to this place and I called them specifically before and I was like, hey, do y'all still have power? And they're like, yeah, so far we do. Like we'll figure it out. And so we pull up and we turn the block and I immediately realize like no one on this block has power. And so Brian drops me off. I mean, literally, like I'm opening the car door. It might rip off the hinges. I'm like holding on to all of my stuff just to walk like five steps into this building. So I make it in and they have like all their emergency lights on because like their generator, you know, kicks on when the power goes out. So they have some lights and then they've like lit all the candles and they're like, we're just making it work. If you can be flexible with us, like we'll be fine. I'm like, all right, we can be flexible. (laughs) So we get there. (laughs) So there's like... Some dishes that they can't cook because they can't turn on the grill. The emergency lights are slow, actually pretty quickly dimming. Like the whole time that we're there, it's getting darker and darker and darker. But it's also getting smokier because the ventilation above their cooking surfaces don't work because that's not on emergency backup. So the kitchen is so smoky. All of the kitchen smoke is coming out into the restaurant. I literally <laughs> thought there was a smoke machine like yeah. for ambiance. No, no. I'm like, that's not what's happening. She did like halfway through. I was like, this is a kitchen smoke. She's like, oh, I thought this was like the literal ambiance. I'm like, doesn't it smell like like steak to you? And so I literally thought the like sprinklers were going to go off at any second. The bathrooms were closed for the majority of the time that we were there because they were like keypad entry. So they had to like hack their way into unlocking these keypads with no power. By the time we get to like our last course, because it's like a small plate sort of situation, I look back into the kitchen and there's no power in the kitchen whatsoever. And the, the servers are literally using their phone with a flashlight to like pick up plates. And like the chef is back there like finishing sauce on a plate with his flashlight on his phone. <laughs> they couldn't bill us at the end of the night. They had to bill us the next day. It was just a whole... The level of trust for them to take a credit card and then attempt to bill us and let us tip after the fact. I don't know. But it was sort of like we were all in this together. We were like so knee deep in we couldn't leave. We were just like, like, we're here. (laughs) So there's one dish I was really looking forward to that I didn't get to try. It was the brie, a baked brie. I know. I know. But the, I will just say, this is just showing our personality. Like, I think any sane person would have walked in and left. Yeah. We're like, let's try it. (laughs) I just think. And then by the time we realized how, like, when they said half the menu wasn't available, you know, again, that would have been another signal for people to leave. And Emily Uh and I were like, okay. And then we felt bad because we were like, well, we want to support a local Kansas Uh City restaurant. Like COVID's been so hard on them, like them being closed for a whole night, like this close to Christmas, like they're going to lose big business. Anyway, I (laughs) felt terrible. But they were like, yeah, this is probably like top five craziest nights we've ever had it like in their careers. Like most of these people had like worked in restaurants their whole career in their career. <laughs> I was like, okay. But the thing that I was the most surprised by was when we left, I started texting Emily and I was like, I'm so confused. My eyes hurt. Mm-hmm. Like that smoke must have been a lot worse than I realized. And the, I didn't know the wildfires were happening. I didn't either until we I was like out. three quarters of the way home. Yeah. 
And I said the same thing to Brian. I was like, oh, man, that smoke like really came out here into the streets. (laughs) No, there are literal wildfires happening right now. And I was like, oh, okay, Yeah. So then it was it was not only smoky in the restaurant. 20 minutes from our house. Right. It was smoky at home. I was worried we weren't going to be able to sleep that night. And then I smelled like a bonfire. (laughs) I felt terrible. I was like. If I'm this much of a weenie, like 20 minutes into this experience, for every person ever who's lived in California and I know, they're like rolling their eyes at us. (laughs) I know. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But it was an experience. It was great. Okay. Just to kind of wrap this up and put the seal on December, I wanted to talk about how we were only technically closed for three days. And in years past, we closed for like you and I took yeah. the month of December off. So yeah. like December was a little different. It's December was a little different. And what I found really funny is that, you know, everyone who knows we normally take December off, like my family or friends or even people who listen to the podcast or whatever, were like seeing that we were working and they were like, are you okay? Like you don't work in December how are you? Why are you working? What's happening? And I just decided really early on in the month to kind of do a mindset shift in the sense of like, okay, was I bummed that like, we weren't having our normal December off? Absolutely. And I knew the decisions and actions we were making were instrumental for exponential growth that we had planned for January. And if I could take a couple of weeks and really hunker down, I was setting us up for much more easy breezy times in the future and for for bigger impacts of time off in the future. And I don't know if only having three days off in December was like the precipice for our decisions for our time off for 2022 and how we like manage that. But we, it was the first thing we decided to do. We sat there and we were like mapping out the launch calendar for 2022. And I said, you know what we're starting with? All of the time off first. We are doing that first. Right. Well, and part of it was in the past, it's only been navigating Emily and I. So we could right. be a bit more flexible about when it was happening or if it was kind of not last second. By no means is anything Emily and I do last second. But could we create a bit more structure early on? Mm -hmm. And so we decided to do kind of a combination of intentional closures for everyone on the whole team Mm -hmm. and blackout dates where we expect everyone to be in the office. And then there's obviously time in between where like our time off policy goes into effect and like they can still ask off and stuff like that's not a problem. But We just wanted to be really step into if life first is a value of ours, how are we reflecting that not just for ourselves, but for everyone on the team? We moved to a model I have never seen done by any other business ever. And that I definitely have seen some people give a couple extra time off around the holidays and then like suggest people use their own PTO and take additional time off around the holidays. Like there might be like an unprecedented or like unsaid, unspoken, right? Everybody takes the last two weeks, but we're really only giving you three days of holidays, blah, blah, blah. But I have never seen someone approach it like this. And so 
kind of like school. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we have four breaks a year. And we're calling it like literally spring break, summer break, fall break, winter break, literally. And, you know, some are just long weekends. Some are like a Friday through a Monday off. But we have two weeks in July and two weeks in December. We plan to close the entire company. Yep. I'm very excited about that. And my mission rolling into next year is to keep that five weeks off and move to a four-day work week. Girl, we will see my friend. (laughs) She's like, I don't know. I'm on a mission to make it happen. We have a whole year to figure it out, so I'm not worried. It's definitely not happening in 2022. I'm putting my foot down that that's not happening in 2022. I do think it's possible but I knew this was coming. So <laughs> I've done the math a little bit. In 2022, we have 27 business days off for our team. We went yep, from I want seven. <laughs> <laughs> we went, we had seven like holidays that were pr- mostly national holidays that we adopted as like respecting the national holiday last year in 2021. And then 2022, we have five weeks off. Most of them are sandwiched around natural Mm -hmm. holidays anyway. And then we did throw in a random, we do have just like randomly Labor Day off in September that doesn't have like a full break. anniversary. And so I was like, well, if I'm taking that much time off, then let's just like close it down. Yeah. So our spring break, for instance, falls on Memorial Day weekend and our summer break falls over July 4th. And so like it follows the cadence of a U.S. holiday calendar. It isn't perfectly spaced because holidays in the U.S. are not perfectly spaced, but we are being intentional and I'm excited about it. And I do, I do think there's opportunities towards that. But that's 52 Fridays in a year, baby. Yeah, so I like, know. I'm at, like, and I think I'm, we could be honestly, even more productive. I don't disagree. And I'm scared as fuck. Like it's <laughs> so that's why I'm I, here to process it. But it is definitely happening next year. <laughs> She's processing. I'm going to need the entire year to figure it Uh out. And and mostly, and I will say, I really think this isn't that I don't think we're capable of working on a four-day work week. I know we're capable of working on a four-day work week. I think the part that I'm still struggling with is so many of the positions are new that people are still figuring out their roles. And I'm not even sure they know where the efficiencies could be yet. And so I want to give everyone some time to like settle in mm-hmm. well, they have so that we can so. get a more natural mm-hmm. rhythm and then, and then baby cakes, we will figure it out together. But the team, mm-hmm. we're just trying to make it such a good place to work that no one ever wants to leave. Cause they, I, I mean, not that they can't. That's also what giving a four day work week can help with. Bless and release. Mm-hmm. But truly, I think we've made massive massive strides towards creating a work culture that is rewarding, that is like you have the comfort and knowing you're being taken care of. Mm -hmm. And we are respecting that if you go at this pace all the time, you will burn out. And so we will have busy seasons and we will have seasons of relaxation and we are going to get a 
lot of shit done in 2022. And I cannot wait to tell you all of the things that we've accomplished in January. But I hope this little sneak peek into our December gave you just a clue of how intentional we are being in 2022. And that this is quite possibly the biggest growth we've experienced ever Ever. in the history of our business. And get ready because we're going places. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.